Welcome back. It's time to finish number 11 through number 20 of our prophecies about Jesus. So our first one, we'll just dive right in. Our first one is number 11, a messenger sent before. And we find this in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5, which says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley should be exalted, and every mountain and hill should be made low. And the crooked should be made straight, and the rough plant places plain and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it so there's a promise that a messenger will be sent before and there's a couple spots we can see it in Matthew I, I believe it's I don't remember if it's on all of the gospels I don't remember off the top of my head uh, but the one we're going to look at the fulfillment is in Luke 3 verses 3 through 6 if I can get there right one more chapter over Luke 3, verses 3 through 6. And he, Jesus, came... Oh, and he, John, came into all the country about Jordan and preach, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley should be filled, and every mountain and hill should be brought low, and the crooked should be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. So even the one who was to come before, who was to declare that Jesus is the Lamb of God, um, that took place. <laughs> uh, even the smallest details, God makes sure happens, and that's just amazing. Even the messenger who's to go before that transpires just like it's supposed to uh, which is amazing all right our number 12 is uh jesus is the savior and we have this um prophecy or promise in psalms 106 verse 21 which says they forgot god their savior which had done great things in egypt and our fulfillment passage for this is Luke 2, verse 11, which says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now this one could be a little confusing, because it's like, well, it's just talking about God. It's not really saying there's a Savior coming. But it's the idea that God is the Savior, and Jesus is the Savior. So... Jesus is God. That's the idea behind this one, is to show that Jesus is God. This is a point that I mentioned in the other episode. Um, it is so contested. There are many cults, there's many religions who do not believe that Jesus is God. And we have a major problem with that. If, if Jesus isn't God, then what was his purpose? Why did he come? Um, but we know that Jesus, taking on the form of flesh, came to live a perfect and sinless life so that we could believe, we could have salvation, we could be saved. Uh, and that is why it is so important that he did that. All right, moving on to our next one. We know a star was promised. Again, something so small, so insignificant, and yet it's mentioned. It's mentioned that this would happen. Um, we see this in Numbers 24, verse 17, which says, I shall see him but not now. I shall behold him, 
but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. So a star shall come out of Jacob. Well, we see that, and the Magi, or the wise men, or whatever term you want to call them, the kings, they saw that as well, and that is why they journeyed. We see in Matthew 2, verses 1 through 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east, saying, to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Why was there a star? Why did these wise men see it? Why did the nation of Israel not see it? Why didn't they believe? There's so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. But I think this is going to go on to one number 19 that we have. It is people who were looking, people who were seeking, God let them see. Uh, just like Abraham, the more Abraham believed God, the more light we would say God gave to Abraham, the more Abraham chose to do right. Um, so these wise men from the east, they knew because they were looking. They were looking at the scripture. They were looking for this Messiah, the Savior who would be who would come. And so they were the ones who saw the star, who traveled from far, far away to come and worship the Savior. Now, number 14 is Jesus' place of birth. We know it is you know, he was born in Bethlehem. There's some controversy about that. I was just reading a book that says, well, it couldn't be possible Jesus was born in Bethlehem. There's no need for him to be in Bethlehem. I'm like, what? But that, that we'll, we'll leave that topic for another episode. Maybe next Christmas we'll talk about that. Uh, but let's go to Micah, if I can get there. Turning the wrong pages. Micah uh, 7, no, sorry, Micah 5, verse 2, which says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. That's who. That's why. Um, that's where Jesus would be born. And we see the fulfillment of that in Luke chapter 2. I'm flipping too many pages again. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. It says, And Ju Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Gal Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. There's speculation about whether or not Jesus was born in Bethlehem, like I said before. But I have right here in black and white a prophecy that says Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And I have the fulfillment that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. I'm not going to argue with the scriptures. If you want to argue and say Jesus wasn't born in Bethlehem... Have fun with that. Um, if you have questions about that, again, maybe in the new year we'll make an episode about that. But um, how you can contest that, I don't understand. But Jesus was born in Bethlehem. All right, our next is the prophecy that Jesus would go into Egypt. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, th this seems like almost like a, 
a last minute type thing. It's like, oh, here's danger, here's a problem, oh, flee into Egypt. But this was actually part of the plan. It says um, in Hosea 11 verse 1, this is, we see this, there, there's all kinds of types in the Bible. And Israel is a type, um, or Moses is a type. There's, there's so many types of what God would do in the future, he did in the past but in, in maybe a bigger way, a different way. Um, in Hosea 11, 1, when Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. So when the nation of Israel was very young, a child, they were called out of Egypt. But we also see this with Jesus, that he went, he fled. Why did he flee into, into Egypt? For safety, for protection. Um, just like what was happening with um the nation of Israel during the famine, when they went to Joseph for food, not knowing he was Joseph, but they went for food into Egypt and then were given protection, given land, and then finally God called them out, brought them out of Egypt. But we see the fulfillment for Jesus in chapter 2 of Matthew, verses 14 through 15, which say, actually we need 13 also and when they were departed behold the angel of the lord appeared to joseph in a dream saying arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into egypt and be thou there until i bring thee word for herod will seek the young child to destroy him when he arose he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into egypt and was there until the day of herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the lord by the prophet saying out of egypt have i called my son so there we have no no difficulty. It's like, yes, God said he would call them out. He would call his son out. Our next one, number 16, is that Rachel would weep. Or Rachel weeping for her children. Rachel would weep for her children. We see this foretold in Jeremiah 31, 15, which says, Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they were not. And that fulfillment we see in Matthew um, 2, verse 16 through 18. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wrath, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and all the coast thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah there was a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. So even this tragic event of Herod being so consumed with fear that someone would take his throne, that he would kill children two years old and younger to keep power we see that here as well all right number 17 we see that jesus would be called emmanuel and we see this again in isaiah 7 verse 14 let me read that again just uh, we read it in the past um episode but let me read it again here in this episode, for sake of, um, it's been a week since the episodes, may I read it? Uh, Therefore the Lord himself should give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. And we see the prophecy of that, the fulfillment of that in Matthew 1, verse 23, which says, 
Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. The name Jesus is powerful, but the name Emmanuel, God with us, that held so much power, so much, um, it was just, you know, it's, it's that reminder that it's, it's God with us. It's not God distant. It's not God who's uh, trying to avoid us, but it is God with us. Not a God who is seeking fear and for us to, to give him everything or he'll punish us, but the God who is with us, who wants to be with us, who through the Holy Spirit is with us. Um, that's just amazing. That, that is just so cool. Um, but number 18, move on. Uh, number 18 is Jesus is from everlasting. And this we find beginning in Psalm 90 verse 2, which says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And we see in John 1 verse 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So again, that, that reminder that Jesus is God. You know, we try to separate, you know, we have a, you know, a higher God, God the Father, and then Jesus is a little lower, and then the Holy Spirit. They, they have taken positions for this time when we're on earth to be different. But they are all God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. Three in one. And Jesus is from everlasting. Alright, number 19 is Jesus is a light to the Gentiles. Now, isn't that awesome? It's not just Jesus is the God of the Israelites. He's not just the God of a certain group of people. He is the light to the Gentiles. He's the light to everyone uh, throughout the world. And we see this um, prophesied in Isaiah 49, verses 5 through 6, which say, And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength." And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be salvation unto the end of the earth. So Jesus wasn't coming just to save Israel, but also to bring a light to the Gentiles. And we see this prophesied uh, fulfilled in Luke 2 verses 28 through 32 and this is Simeon or is it Simon sorry Simeon yes Simeon who um, takes Jesus and says Lord now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel so even before Jesus had done any miracles, um, spoken any words, Simeon knew that this was the light to lighten the Gentiles. This was the promise that God had made to send a Savior. So cool. 
so cool. All right, and the last one that we have, you know, and there's there's other ones. There, there's so many other ones, but for sake of time, um, and for this chart that I put together, you just can't do all of them. You could make a different one every year to uh, to have different promises. Uh, but the fact that Jesus' name will be remembered, we see this um, prophecy kind of in Psalm 45 verse 17. Uh, which says, I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall thy people praise thee forever and ever. And then, of course, the fulfillment of this is found in... Can I get there? Too far. Ephesians 1, verses 20 through 21. Oh, I'm in chapter 2. No wonder I'm confused. Uh, chapter 1, verses 21 which says, verse 20, which he brought, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities, principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Now, we also know there's another really good verse over in Philippians. Let me find that one real quick. Um, Philippians 2, 10 through 11, which says that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Now, you might wonder why, why didn't I pick that one? Why, why did I pick Ephesians instead? But I think it's that fact that... Um, Every, he, he's above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So that is to come, that reminder that it is an eternal name. It's going to keep going. Everyone's going to remember it now and through eternity. So that is some of, those are some of the prophecies from the Bible about Jesus. There's many other ones. Uh, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite prophecy? Um, I think one of my favorites is definitely the fact that Jesus' birthplace was foretold. Um, that Jesus is the creator. That um, Jesus is the savior. Those are so such big, rich, rich promises that God has made to us that we get to see fulfilled. So hopefully you found this this interesting, getting to hear some of these prophecies about Jesus, hearing the scriptures. So enjoy this. So enjoy this week. Uh, remember, try to remember. Stop and remember who Jesus is, what Jesus did, why he came during this time. Don't get so, you know, confused by all the hubbub that's going on that, that you forget, but try to remember who Jesus is and why he came. Thanks for listening. Tune back in next week for a special, short but special uh, little episode we're going to put up and hope you'll enjoy that. But um, enjoy the holiday season and I'll see you next week. Bye! <laughs>